0: Mr. Gorbachev, tear down this wall. Tear it down. Reagan, smash. Reagan, smash. What's that? Oh, it's just Reagan. Just leave him alone. He'll tire himself out. Reagan, sleepy. Ah, uh, yes, it's another episode of MLB Morning Coffee coming to you from the Ocean Avenue studios here in San Francisco, California. Thanks so much for giving us a listen. I hope that you are enjoying the program as we progress through this pandemic-filled baseball season. My name is Greg Moraz. I am your host as per usual. Make sure that you write a review, leave a rating, and subscribe. As always, I tell you, it helps out our metrics tremendously. Also, make sure that you spread the word about the show. Any good reviews that we can get, we will certainly take. So I was really hoping at this point in the season, almost a month in, about 11 days away, exactly 10 days away, I should say, from the trade deadline, that we were going to be COVID-free for the rest of the year, that we had all this figured out, that the Marlins outbreak and the Cardinals outbreak had taught us something that the Reds' postponement of their series against the Pirates was going to tell us exactly how we should act whenever we do have a COVID positive. And the biggest problem with what we're dealing with in regards to how MLB is testing its players is that if you're not testing daily, then you have absolutely no idea what's going to happen if a player goes out on the field one night and tests positive the next night. the virus incubates over the span of two days and because the New York Mets had two positive COVID tests prior to their game against the Marlins their game was postponed who knows when the Mets are going to be back in action certainly it won't be tomorrow more than likely I assume they'll probably be back in action starting next week but look the amount of doubleheaders that are going to have to be made up between the Central and the East at this point are countless The Marlins have got a lot of games to make up. The Cardinals have an inordinate amount of games to make up. The Cardinals have played 14 games at this point. The Marlins, 18. The Cardinals have a deluge of doubleheaders that they are going to have to deal with. So this is just the world of COVID in which we live in to where we're going to try our best to power through the rest of this baseball season. And I don't necessarily know how this is all going to turn out. I wish that people that listen to this show and listen to me and know me understand that I'm not rooting for this to fail, not by any stretch of the imagination. Our world is better when we have baseball in it. Our world is better when we have functioning sports as a part of our society. But the problem that I'm dealing with in this regard is that we just still don't seem to get it when it comes to COVID. Will we ever get it? Are we going to be a nation of ignorant people? So far, it seems like that's the case. And I understand how people think that I am raging against the machine because I feel one way politically. Look, I do feel one way politically, but this is a situation to where it doesn't matter what you feel politically. It should not be a political issue, not in the slightest. And if people think that that is the reason why I feel the way that I do, you couldn't be further from the truth. I feel the way that I do because I care about public health. I care about my own health. I care about the health of my family. I care about the health of my friends. I just sincerely hope, and I know that this feels like I went off on one giant tangential bird walk. I hope that you all understand that I feel the way that I do about COVID because I am immunocompromised. People I know are immunocompromised. This could be deadly if any of us catches it. So I hope that people, anywhere they go, stop acting nonchalantly about this. That we don't have people like Zach Plisak and Mike Clevenger who act like the media is blowing this out of proportion. Hey, guess what? People can get this and they'll be dead in two weeks, maybe less. So stop saying that it's the media's fault. COVID-19 is here to stay for the foreseeable future. We have to live with it, which means we have to do our best to mitigate it. And I understand that people sometimes will end up getting it through no fault of their own, that they do every little thing possible to prevent it, and yet they still get it. But there are also people that are flaunting themselves in front of the world, basically saying that I'm immune from this virus because I'm young, I'm healthy, and I'm strong. Well, that's not the case. All I'm trying to say here is, every COVID case within a team should be taken seriously. Just like every COVID case in society should also be taken seriously. On that note, let's get started with one of the many makeup doubleheaders from the COVID-19 era, the Phillies and the Blue Jays from Salem Field in Buffalo, New York. Again, the 3-2 and a chopper into left field for a base hit. Guriel with a bouncer that goes for a single, scoring Hernandez, and the Blue Jays will walk it off in Game One. That Lord Guriel walk-off gave the Blue Jays a 3-2 win in Game One. They also edged the Phillies 9-8 in Game Two. Toronto is 12 and 11. Phillies are 9 and 12. In Game One, the winning pitcher Jordan Romano. He is 2 1. Romano goes a scoreless inning out of the bullpen. Lost goes to Deolis Guerra. He is 1-3. He goes a third of an inning, allows one unearned run on three hits, no walks, and no strikeouts. Phillies got the first run in the ball game in the top of the first inning thanks to a Bryce Harper solo homer, his sixth. Phillies made it 2-0 top of the third thanks to the Andrew McCutcheon RBI single that scored Roman Quinn. Bottom four, though, Blue Jays get to within a run thanks to a Santiago Espinal sacrifice fly, and then bottom six, Kevin Biggio with a game tying double to make it two to two. That led to the bottom of the seventh inning where Lourdes Gurriel had his game winning single. Toronto had 11 hits in this seven inning ball game. Kevin Biggio goes two for three with an RBI and a walk. Vlad Guerrero Jr. two for four with a run scored. Billy McKinney, that's right, Billy McKinney, the former A's and Yankees prospect. I also think he was in the Cubs system at a time, goes two for three with a run scored, and Lord Guriel the hero, Guriel was a pinch hitter. He goes one for two with the game-winning RBI. For Philadelphia, they had just six hits in the ballgame. Andrew McCutcheon was the only player with multiple hits as he goes two for four. In game two, it was big inning time for Toronto. This was quite an amazing game. Philly scored seven runs in the top of the first inning. Toronto scored two in the bottom. It remained 7-2 until the bottom of the sixth when Toronto scored seven runs. That's right, seven runs to take a 9-7 lead on Philly. Here is how the bottom of the sixth unfolded. It's 7-2 going into the inning. Rowdy Telez hits a home run, his fourth to make it 7-3. Lord Guriel hits a three-run homer, his second of the year, to make it 7-6 Philadelphia. A wild pitch scores the tying run to make it 7-7. Seven And then Roddy Telez coming up for the second time in the inning brings home the go-ahead runs with a two-RBI single, 9-7 Toronto. JT Real Muto had an RBI single top of the seventh inning, but that would be all as Philly could not come back and get the job done. For Toronto, the winner, Anthony Kay out of the bullpen. He is 2-0. He allows one run on two hits in one inning of work. Doesn't walk anybody, doesn't strike out anybody. The loss for Philly goes to Hector Nerese. He is one and one. Nerese allows three unearned runs on one hit in a third of an inning, one walk and one strikeout. The save goes to A.J. Cole. His first as he goes a third of an inning, one hit, no walks, and one strikeout. For Toronto, Rowdy Telez, the star of the show, three for four with three RBI and two runs scored. Teoscar Hernandez, two for three with two RBI, a walk and two runs scored. Lourdes Gurriel, two for four with three RBI and a run scored. For Philadelphia, their star was Andrew McCutcheon again in game two. He goes two for four with three RBI and a run scored. Didi Gregorius, two for four with two runs scored and an RBI. Alec Baum goes two for three with an RBI, a run scored, and a walk. A battle for the top of the AL East ensued in New York between the Tampa Bay Rays and the New York Yankees. We'll take you there next. That's a shot to left. Well tagged, that baby's gonna get out of here. Home run for Zanino. Mike Zanino, a three-run blast scoring Margot and Wendell in front of him. And the Rays have a big inning here and have grabbed the lead. It's now 8-4. to four. You can now call them the first place Tampa Bay Rays, a three-run fifth and a five-run sixth inning. They come back and beat the Yankees 10-5 at Yankee Stadium. Tampa is 17-9. Yankees are 16-9. The winner, Diego Castillo, he is 2-0. and oh. He allows one run on one hit in two-thirds of an inning out of the Tampa Bay bullpen. Adam Adovino takes the loss. He is two and two. He allows three runs on two hits in two-thirds of an inning, one walk and one strikeout. No save in the ball game. Yankees got off to a hot start. They got a run in the first on a Luke Voigt homer, his tenth, and then a run in the third on a Glaber Torres groundout. Rays took the lead in the top of the fifth inning thanks to a Joey Wendell two-RBI double and a Mike Brasso sacrifice fly. Bottom five, though, Gio Urshela with a two-run homer, his fifth of the year, to give the Yankees a 4-3 lead. Tampa took the lead for good with a five-run top of the sixth inning. Manuel Margot with an RBI single to tie the game at four, then Joey Wendell an RBI single to make it 5-4 Tampa. That call you just heard, a Mike Zanino three-run homer made it 8-4 Rays in the top of the sixth inning. Luke Voigt had an RBI single in the bottom of the sixth to make it 8-5, and Yandy Diaz gave the Rays some key insurance in the top of the ninth inning with a two-run homer, his first of the year. For Tampa, they had 10 runs on 8 hits. The Rays drew 6 walks in the game. Yandy Diaz, 2-for-5 with 2 RBI and 2 runs scored. Joey Wendell, 2-for-4 with 3 RBI and 2 runs scored. Mike Zanino, 1-for-3 with 3 RBI, a walk, and 1 run scored. Also worth noting that Willie Adamas had 2 walks and a run scored. For New York, Luke Voigt had a good day. He goes 3-for-5 with 2 RBI and 2 runs scored. Gio Rochelle, two for four with two RBI and a run scored. Mike Touchman goes two for five with a run scored. Eric Kratz two for four as well. Our next game takes you to Chicago where the White Sox took on the Tigers. High fly ball left field from Eloy Jimenez to the track and the wall and out of here. Eloy Jimenez does take one up and out as my partner said earlier it's nine nothing White Sox get up early and they do not look back they shut out the Tigers nine to nothing at guaranteed rate field White Sox sweep the series they are 15 and 11 Tigers are nine and 14 Lucas Giolito with the win he is two and two he goes seven shutout innings allows three hits one walk, he strikes out 13. Spencer Turnbull with a loss. He is 2-2. Two two. Turnbull goes two innings, allows three runs on two hits, walks four, doesn't strike out anybody. White Sox got three in the bottom of the first inning thanks to a bases-loaded walk from Edwin Encarnacion, and then Nomar Mazzara grounded into a force out to make it 2 to nothing. James McCann with an RBI single, 3 nothing. White Sox after one. Bottom of the third inning, Danny Mendick with an RBI double to make it 4-0. And then bottom four, Tim Anderson with a solo homer. His sixth of the year, 5-0 White Sox at that point. Remained that until the bottom of the eighth inning. Jose Abreu with a 2-RBI double. And then Eloy Jimenez with a two-run homer. His eighth of the year, 9-0 White Sox at that point. Twelve hits for the White Sox in the game. Two for four went Tim Anderson with two runs scored and an RBI. Jose Abreu, three for five with two RBI and two runs scored. Eloy Jimenez, three for four with two RBI and two runs scored. James McCann goes two for four with an RBI and a run scored. Luis Robert was not in the lineup. We hope that he will be back in the lineup soon for the White Sox. For Detroit, Jaime Candelario goes two for four. He was the only Tiger with multiple hits in the game. Battling the White Sox in the AL Central are the Cleveland Indians. They had their ace on the mound in Shane Bieber, and once again, he was brilliant. We'll take it to Pittsburgh for the Tribe and the Pirates. In this series, seem to go against them. That's the ball game. Brad Hand nails it down for his seventh save, and the Indians sweep the Pittsburgh Pirates by a final score of 2 to nothing. Indians have now won six in a row as they go to 16-9 and nine on the year. Indians get a run in the top of the second inning on a Bo Taylor RBI single, and then get a run in the top of the eighth inning on a Bo Taylor fielder's choice and a Josh Bell throwing error. Shane Bieber is brilliant once again. He goes six innings of shutout baseball, six hits allowed, 11 strikeouts. Indians blank the Pirates two to nothing. Bieber improves to five and zero. Oh. He has just been unreal. Trevor Williams falls to one and four. He allows one run on six hits in four innings, two walks and five strikeouts to save the Brad Hand. His seventh, he goes the scoreless ninth inning and strikes out two. Bieber is the first pitcher in Major League Baseball to reach five wins. The Indians held the Pirates to seven hits as a team. Indians had just seven hits. Tyler Naquin goes three for four. Fram Reyes goes one for four with two runs scored. Francisco Lindor, one for five. Bo Taylor, one for two with an RBI, a walk. He doesn't score a run. The second run of the ball game, there was no RBI. So a true and classic pitcher's duel between the Pirates and the Indians. Cleveland is 16 and nine. Pittsburgh is a measly four and 17, We will now take you to Colorado for the Astros and the Rockies. So Harvey warming up. Toro sends one deep to right center field. This ball's carrying and this ball's gone. Abraham Toro, a three-run home run. Astros back to double figures for the second straight game. It is now 10-3 pair of big innings for the Astros, a five-run second and a five-run fifth as they beat the Rockies 10-8 at Coors Field. Enoli Paredes with the win. He is 1-0. He goes a scoreless inning out of the bullpen. Herman Marquez, the loss for Colorado, he is 2-4. He allows 10 runs on 10 hits in five innings, two walks and five strikeouts. Ryan Presley with the save, his third, as he goes the ninth inning. He allows one run on one hit, no walks and no strikeouts. Astros get five in the top of the second inning, Kyle Tucker an RBI triple, Martin Maldonado an RBI single, George Springer an RBI single, and a Jose Altuve two RBI double. Ryan McMahon a two-run homer in the bottom of the second inning, his fourth to make it 5-2 as Colorado climbs closer, Nolan Arenado with his seventh homer to make it 5-3 Houston bottom of the third. Top five, Astros get five more. Uri Gordiel with an RBI single, Kyle Tucker with an RBI single, and Abraham Toro with a three-run homer to make it 10-3. Ryan McMahon hits his second homer of the game, a two-run shot to make it 10-5 in favor of Houston. Rocky score a run in the sixth inning on a Charlie Blackman RBI single and a run in the ninth on a Matt Kemp groundout, but they could not get all the way there. Houston is 15 and 10. Rockies fall to 13 and 12. For Houston, Jose Altuve, 2 for 5 with 2 RBI and a run scored. Kyle Tucker, 2 for 4 with 2 RBI and 2 runs scored. Abraham Toro, 1 for 4 with 3 RBI. Martin Maldonado, 1 for 4 with an RBI and a run scored. For Colorado, Sam Hilliard goes 4 for 5 with a run scored. Ryan McMahon, 2 for 3 with 4 RBI, 2 runs scored and 2 walks. Daniel Murphy goes two for five with a run scored. Nolan Arenado, two for five with an RBI and two runs scored. Charlie Blackman, two for five with two RBI. Our next stop is Seattle for the Dodgers and the Mariners. Bellinger now deep to right. Cody Bellinger for the second game in a row has gone deep. And the Dodgers lead at 6-1 on his sixth home run of the season. A four-run third inning is all the Dodgers need. They beat the Mariners six to one at T-Mobile Park. Dodgers are 19 and eight. Mariners are eight and 19. Clayton Kershaw is three and one. He goes seven innings of one-run baseball. Four hits allowed, one walk, and 11 strikeouts. You say Kikuchi takes the loss for Seattle. He is 0 two. Five runs on four hits in four and two-thirds innings. Four walks and five strikeouts. Four runs for the Dodgers in the top of the third inning. Matt Beatty with a ground rule double to make it one to nothing. Then a passed ball by Mariner catcher Joe Odom to make it two nothing. Then A.J. Pollock with an RBI single. Cody Bellinger followed with an RBI single of his own to make it four to nothing. Kyle Seeger for the Mariners hit a home run, his fifth to make it four to one. Top five, a wild pitch by Mariner reliever. Taylor Gibo makes it 5-1, and then Cody Bellinger hits his sixth homer of the year in the top of the eighth inning. 6-1 Dodgers at that point. Seven hits in the game for LA. Bellinger 2 for 3 with 2 RBI and a run scored. Kike Hernandez 2 for 4 with a run scored. Also, 1 for 3 with a run scored is Austin Barnes. 1 for 4 with an RBI and a run scored is Matt Beatty. For Seattle, they had just four hits in the ballgame. Kyle Seeger. Austin Nola, Sam Haggerty, and Kyle Lewis. Our next stop is Minneapolis for the Twins and the Brewers. High fly, right center field, back and... I think that's gone. A home run for Nelson Cruz, just over the tall wall in right center field. Twins over the Brewers, 7-1. Minnesota is now 17-9, Brewers are 11-12. Jose Barrios picks up his second win. He is two and three. Six innings of shutout baseball, just one hit, one walk, and nine strikeouts. Brandon Woodruff takes the loss for Milwaukee. He is one and two. Two runs on nine hits over five innings, one walk, and three strikeouts. This was a close game until the later innings. Minnesota gets their first run in the bottom of the third inning on a Ryan Jeffers RPI single, then bottom six. Ildamaro Vargas makes it a 2-0 game on a sacrifice fly. Top seven, Justin Smoke gets Milwaukee's lone run with a solo homer, his third, and then Nelson Cruz goes big fly for the ninth time this year to make it 4-1 Minnesota bottom of the eighth inning Max Kepler with a walk with the bases loaded to make it five to one, and Jorge Polanco with a two RBI double. Brewers had just five hits in the game. Minnesota had 13, Max Kepler two for four with an RBI and a run scored. Jorge Polanco two for five with two RBI, Nelson Cruz one for four with two RBI and a run scored. Eddie Rosario, two for five with a run scored. Jake Cave goes two for four. Ildemaro Vargas, one for three with two runs scored. Ryan Jeffers, two for three with an RBI and a run scored. For Milwaukee, nobody had multiple hits. To Baltimore for the Red Sox and the Orioles. Here's the one-two. High fly ball, center field, that's deep. Mullins back, turning, it's gone. Mitch Marlin strikes again and cleans off the bases. A three-run shot here in the ninth inning. Yeah, the Red Sox first three-run home run of the year goes to Mitch. Red Sox are playing better baseball. They beat the Orioles 7-1. They are 8-18. Orioles are 12-13. Nate Evaldi gets the win. He is 2-2. He allows one run on five hits over seven innings, one walk, and six strikeouts. Asher Wojciechowski gets the loss. He is 1-3. Three. three runs on seven hits over three and two-thirds innings. One walk and four strikeouts. Boston scored two runs in the top of the second inning thanks to a Jose Peraza single and an Alex Verdugo groundout top third, Xander Bogarts hit his fifth homer of the year to make it 3 to nothing. Pat Vileka hit a home run for Baltimore, his third, to make it 3-1 Boston in the bottom of the seventh inning. Red Sox scored four in the top of the ninth inning. Xander Bogarts with an RBI single and Mitch Moreland with a three-run homer, his seventh of the year. For Boston, they had 12 hits in the game. Baltimore had just five. Raphael Devers goes two for five. Xander Bogart's 3-for-5 with 2 RBI and 2 runs scored. Mitch Moreland 2-for-4 with 3 RBI and a run scored. Christian Vasquez goes 2-for-5 with a run scored. For Baltimore, nobody had multiple hits. Well, the San Diego Padres have been a really exciting team, and they had a dramatic finish against the Rangers at Petco Park last night. Cronenworth up the middle into center field. Around will be Myers. No. Yes, it's kicked in center. Heinemann misplays it and Myers scores. And the Padres, for the second straight night, have walked it off. And they sweep the Texas Rangers in a four game series. A very exciting night in San Diego as the Padres walk off on the Rangers 8 7 in 10 innings. The winner, Pierce Johnson, he is 2 1. He goes a scoreless 10th inning. For San Diego, the loser for Texas, Luis Garcia, he is 0-1, he allows an unearned run, which was because of the 10th inning on one hit over an inning and a third. While it is not going to be a part of how the game ended, Eric Hosmer hit a grand slam in the bottom of the fifth inning. It marks the first time in Major League history that a team has hit grand slams in four consecutive games. Remember the Fernando Tatis Jr. grand slam against the Rangers in Texas earlier in the week. Then Will Myers with a grand slam, Manny Machado with a walk-off grand slam two nights ago, and then Eric Hosmer with a grand slam tonight. Homers in the game for San Diego, Eric Hosmer, that grand slam, his fifth, Ty France, his second, Austin Hedges, his third. For Texas, Jose Trevino, his first, and Nick Solak, his second. This was a back-and-forth game in the late innings. We'll take you to the bottom of the eighth inning. It was a 6-5 Texas lead. Ty France and Austin Hedges hit a pair of solo homers to give San Diego a 7-6 lead, and then Nick Solak ties the game with his second homer of the year to make it 7-7. Bottom 10, that call you just heard, Jake Cronenworth with the single, and then the fielding error from Scott Heineman. That was a Michigan man beating an Oregon Duck. Yes, I know that off the top of my head. For San Diego... Manny Machado, two for three with two runs scored and two walks. Eric Hosmer, two for four with four RBI and a run scored. Will Myers, one for five with an RBI and a run scored. Austin Hedges, two for three with an RBI, a walk, and two runs scored. For Texas, Jose Trevino, two for three with three RBI and two runs scored. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa, two for five with a run scored. Nick Solak, one for four with two runs scored an RBI and a walk. Danny Santana, the Rangers' first baseman, He has a one-for-four performance with three RBI. Our next stop, we go to St. Louis for the Cardinals and the Reds. The 2-1 pitch to Wong. Wong with a fly ball, and this will do it. A drive into deep right field. Good night. Colton Wong walks it off. Dexter Fowler trotting to the plate. Five to four the Cardinals win it Colton Wong the big hero for St. Louis three runs for the Cardinals in the bottom of the ninth inning they beat the Reds five to four Seth Elledge with the win he is one and oh the former Mariner prospect allows one hit in one scoreless inning three walks and one strikeout the loss to Rafael Iglesias he is one and two he allows three runs on two hits in a third of an inning One walk and one strikeout, although the game-winning hit was allowed by Nate Jones. Reds spoil a solid outing from Sonny Gray. He allows two runs on four hits over six innings, four walks, though. He did strike out six Adam Wainwright for St. Louis. Four runs, two earned over seven innings, six hits, no walks, and four strikeouts. The Reds got runs in each of the first three innings. Eugenio Suarez starts it off by reaching on a throwing error. Then Mike Moustakis got a sacrifice fly to make it 2 0. Freddie Galvez hit his fifth homer of the year to make it 3 0 Reds in the top of the second inning. Bottom second, Yadier Molina with a 2 RBI single to make it 3 to 2. Good to see Yadi back. Mike Moustakis, though, extended the Reds' lead back to 4 2 with an RBI double in the top of the third. Bottom 9, still a 4 2 ball game. Yadier Molina with an RBI single, then a balk by Iglesias to bring home the tying run, and then Colton Wong with the RBI walk-off single. Cardinals are 7-7, seven and seven, Reds. Reds are 10 and 13. For St. Louis, the only guy in the game with multiple hits was Yadier Molina. He goes 2 for 4 with 3 RBI. Brad Miller goes 1 for 3 with 2 runs scored. Paul Goldschmidt 0 for 2, but he drew 2 walks. For Cincinnati, Joey Votto in the leadoff spot, 2 for 5 with a run scored. Mike Moustakis 1 for 3 with 2 RBI. Freddie Galvez 1 for 3 with an RBI, a walk, and a run scored. Now we go to the West Coast for the A's and the Diamondbacks. That one's hit to right field, and it's hit deep. And that baby is gone. Two run shot, A's lead 3-0. A's get up early and they never trail. They beat the Diamondbacks 5 to 1 at the Coliseum. A's are 18 and 8, Arizona and even 500 at 13 and 13. Sean Manaya gets the win. He is 1 and 2. Manaya goes 5 and a third innings of one-run baseball, 5 hits, no walks and four strikeouts. Alex Young takes the loss. He is 1 and 1, three runs on four hits over four innings. He walks one and strikes out four. A's got on the board in the bottom of the first inning thanks to a Matt Chapman solo homer, his seventh of the year. A's extend the lead to 3-0, bottom four on a Matt Olsen two-run homer, his ninth of the year. Arizona gets a run back in the top of the fifth inning thanks to an Eduardo Escobar homer, his third of the season, but bottom eight, Matt Chapman hits his second homer of the game, 5-1 A's at that point, and the eighth bomb of the year for Chappie. Chapman in the game goes two for four with three RBI and two runs scored. Olsen one for three with two RBI and a run scored. Chris Davis goes two for four in the game. He and Chapman, the only players with multiple hits for Oakland. For Arizona, Cattell Marte two for four. Eduardo Escobar two for four with an RBI and a run scored. Our final game of the night, we go to San Francisco just across the bay for the Giants and the Angels. Hit a high drive into left center field. Trout on the move. Trout on the move. Out of here. He's done it again. Giants get a big early. They score two in the first, four in the second, two in the third, and one in the fourth. They roll over the Angels ten to five. Giants are eleven and sixteen. Angels are eight and eighteen. Kevin Gaussman gets his first win as a member of the Gigantes. He is 1 and 1. He allows four runs on nine hits, over five and a third innings, one walk, and eight strikeouts. Jose Suarez takes the loss. He is 0 and 1. He allows five runs on five hits in an inning and a third, one walk, and no strikeouts. Giants get two runs in the bottom of the first. Angels lead it 1-0 at that point after an Anthony Rendon single. Wilmer Flores with a two-run homer. Bottom second, Mike Gastremski with a double. That scored two runs. Then Evan Longoria with an RBI single. Alex Dickerson with a bases loaded walk. Bottom of the third, Wilmer Flores with a 2-RBI single to make it 8-1 in favor of San Francisco. Bottom four, Brandon Crawford with a homer, his second 9-1 Giants at the time. Giants got their 10th run in the bottom of the sixth inning on an Alex Dickerson sacrifice fly. Wilmer Flores was the star of the show for the Giants. He goes 3-4 for four with 4-RBI four and 2 runs scored. Austin Slater 2-5 for five with 2 runs scored. Also a good performance for Brandon Crawford. He goes 2-for-3 with an RBI and two runs scored. He also drew a walk. Mauricio Dubon goes 1-for-3 with two runs scored. Mike Kestremski goes 1-for-5 with two RBI and a run scored. For the Angels, Anthony Rendon, 3-for-5 with two RBI. Mike Trout, 2-for-5 with a run scored. Also of note, Anthony Bamboom goes one for two with a run scored and two RBI. And by the way, Anthony Ben Boom is a great name. That is it for your recap of Thursday, August 20th, 2020. Now let's take a look at today's ball games. So we will let you know that the Yankees and Mets has already been postponed due to the Mets positive COVID tests from yesterday. We will see if they end up playing the rest of the series. Marlins are at the Nationals, 9-9 Marlins at the 9-12 Nationals. Patrick Corbin for Washington, 2-1 with a 3-9-1 ERA. Starter has yet to be announced for Miami. six forty Eastern time in Tampa Bay, 12-11 Blue Jays at the 17-9 Rays. Matt Shoemaker for Toronto 0-1 with a 5.23 ERA against Ryan Yarbrough for Tampa 0-2 with a 4.13 earned run average. 7-5 Eastern Time in Pittsburgh 11-12 Brewers at the 4-17 Pirates. Adrian Hauser for Milwaukee 1-1 with a 3.27 ERA. Chad Cool for Pittsburgh 0-1 with a 3.21 earned run average. 7-10 Eastern Time in Cleveland. Nine and fourteen Tigers at the sixteen and nine Indians. Michael Fulmer for Detroit, no record, a seven five six ERA. Adam Plutko for Cleveland, one and one with a three nine five earned run average. Seven ten Eastern Time in Atlanta. Nine and twelve Phillies at the fourteen and eleven Braves. Aaron Nola for Philly, two and one with a two oh five ERA. Max Freed for Atlanta, three zero oh with a one twenty four ERA. Seven thirty five start time in Baltimore. The eight and eighteen Red Sox at the twelve and thirteen Orioles. Colton Brewer for Boston, zero and one with a four five ERA. John Means for Baltimore, he is 0-1 with a 10-57 earned run average. 7-5 Central Time at Kaufman Stadium, the 17-9 Twins at the 10-15 Royals. Jake Odorizzi for Minnesota, no record of 5-14 ERA. Danny Duffy for Kansas City, 1-2 with a 4-4-4 ERA. 7-15 Central Time in St. Louis, 10-13 Reds at the 7-7 Cardinals. Anthony Desclafani for Cincinnati, 1-1 one one with a 6-23 ERA against Dakota Hudson for St. Louis, 0-2 with a 5-4 ERA. 7-15 Central Time starter Wrigley Field. A chi Town series between the White Sox and the Cubs. White Sox are 15 and 11. They'll send Dallas Keuchel to the hill. He is 3 and 2 with a 3.07 earned run average. Cubs are 16 and 8. They will send John Lester to the hill. 2 and 0 with a 2.74 earned run average. 6-10 Pacific time in San Diego. This should be a really fun matchup. The 15 and 10 Astros at the 15 and 12 Padres. Lance McCullers for Houston, he is 2-1 with a 547 ERA. Garrett Richards for San Diego, he is 1-1 one one with a 345 earned run average. 6-10 Pacific time in Seattle, 10-14 Rangers at the 8-19 Mariners. Colby Allard for Texas, 0-1 with a 525 ERA. Nick Marjavichius for Seattle, 0-1 with a 314 ERA. 6:40 start time in Chavez Ravine. 13-12 Rockies at the 19-8 Dodgers. John Gray for Colorado. 1-2 with a 5-7-4 ERA. Walker Bueller for LA. No record of 521 ERA. 9-40 Eastern, 6-40 Pacific Time at the Coliseum in Oakland. The 8-18 Angels at the 18-8 and A's. Andrew Heaney for LA. 1-1 with a 4-7-4 ERA. Mike Fires for Oakland. with a 5.96 ERA and a 6.45 Pacific Time start in San Francisco. 13-13 Diamondbacks at the 11-16 Giants. Robbie Ray for Arizona, 1-2 with an 8.59 ERA. And of course, Gabe Kapler decides he doesn't want to announce a starter for the Giants because what else is new? Alright, that's it. That's all. Thanks for listening to this edition of MLB Morning Coffee, a production of the Ocean Avenue Studios in San Francisco, California. Have a great day, everybody, and as always, we will talk to you in the AM.